and I told him, you guys have done for me in three hours what eight years of psychiatrists, uh, hospitalizations, and psychiatric medicine could never do. This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to Anthony's story, Facing Mental Affliction. Whenever I would be in a precarious situation, I'm either in the car with a bunch of people I was doing drugs with and one and like I'm about to overdose or we're about to get in a car accident or something really horrible is about to happen that's threatening my life, automatically out of my mouth would just come these words and I remember it now. I would say like something along the lines of like I don't want to die Jesus please save me. And those things would just shoot out of my mouth like I'm scared Jesus help me. Those things would just pop out of my I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared and alone. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter like what you have built up around you or what you're using as your comfort or your protection. But like when you're, gonna, like when you're about to die, like there's only one person you want. His name is Jesus. Whoo. And now it doesn't take a drug overdose for me to call on him. I call on him like when I first wake up in the morning because I love his face. His face is so beautiful. Oh, he's so beautiful. He's such a beautiful man. He's not intimidated. He's not intimidated by like... He just he cares so much about you that it's like what you're doing that goes like that's that's harmful or negative or destructive. It like it's almost like it doesn't even matter to him. He just he cares so much about you. He'll overlook anything if he can snatch you out of it, and if he can show you how loved you are. He just so he's so desperate for you. Anyways, so, <laughs> whoo, yeah, man. I gotta like cool it a little bit. Okay. I never really like. I would always feel like an inkling of hope in things, but I every single time I would uh, I would end up back where I had started, and it was like the things I was putting my hope in were never coming through for me. Before coming to Jesus, you know, that's kind of what my life looked like. It was in. Uh, it was like into the world, you know, and like just getting really afflicted, having a total breakdown and going into the mental hospital where things would kind of seem to stable out for a little bit, but I would just get there. I would just, I would get prescribed like a bunch more medicine and I would leave with more medicine than I came in and, uh, and things would get worse on the outside. And then I had to have another, you know, real, real crazy time, be afflicted, go back into the mental hospital, even more wounded and uh, messed up. Then the last time, you know, uh, I remember one time right before they called the, uh, you know, the police or the 911 to get me to a hospital. Um, what I was, uh, I had just got done, um, like screaming at my parents pretty violently. Uh, I had a uh, went and I smashed all the dishes and uh, glasses that we had in the cupboard and um, in just sitting uh, in the kitchen. Um, I like 
took my shirt off and I had started uh, taking the glass that I broke all the uh, glasses. I started taking the glass from that and uh, like cutting myself with it and like drilling it like, you know, with my hands into my into my own body, into my chest. And then I had like tried to eat the glass. Um, And that was all like uh, that was all just like rage. That was just anger. That was all what that was. It was like anger um and 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 yeah it was just this crazy affliction so there was a lot of that though that was a pretty much daily thing the screaming the smashing the cutting myself stabbing myself threatening to murder my parents uh doing really really crazy stuff like that that was a very daily occurrence that it was like i think the only times that it didn't happen is if i was out doing drugs all all day um and and then I you know I would come home high and at that point I was I was I wasn't doing anything that was like any any types of drugs that would really cause that type of behavior that, that I had actually I I carried that behavior into my drug addiction so I was behaving like this before the drugs really exa- uh, exacerbated it and made it worse I mean suicide threats were very common growing up for me um, freakouts were very common screaming slamming doors throwing things wild stuff that was like the day-to-day life for me so I think at the very beginning when I was a really young young boy I had a lot of insecurity and that was like projected on other people uh and as if like oh well they'll they'll they will never accept me because I had longed acceptance and I hadn't found it anywhere because I didn't know Jesus yet and I hadn't been accepted by the love of God I haven't I hadn't experienced him accepting every single part of me just the way I am so I always thought I had to manufacture myself to appear as someone who's already accepted so that I could get the same acceptance as them, which always led to me chasing something that I could never be. And so as a young boy growing up, I suffered a lot of rejection. The anger probably came in as a coping mechanism to defend myself against those, uh, against the people that were rejecting me. Uh, if, you know, oh, if you'll reject me, I can just, you know, I can get, I can ignore these feelings. If I just become angry at you, I can defend myself. So you know, bipolar, you know, depression led to bipolar, bipolar led to, you know, drug addiction, drug addiction led to schizophrenia. Um, so I'm like 20, 21 years old at this point. I'm like totally brain fried. I have brain damage. I have full blown schizophrenia. I can't communicate in complete sentences anymore. I've totally lost that ability. Like I could talk for like a, you know, a million years, but none of it would make sense and it'd be gibberish. So that's where I kind of had my first real like salvation experience was I was that that brain dead and at this point uh my parents had reached out because it, it was kind of on my last limbs I was like really reaching the end of my lifespan uh, uh I had I had gotten arrested for six felony possession charges about that year so when I was 21 like all in one arrest I had like six felonies on me I ended up in the hospital my parents were like okay we're taking you to that rehab again or you know we're, we're just not we're not able to handle this anymore we can't our, our family just can't take the pain. Like, we just can't do it. And I was like, okay, take me there. So I went to the rehab, and um, I was there at the rehab for about three weeks. I remember I would, like, we would just worship in the morning. It was, like, worship three times a day, reading the Bible pretty much all day, and then, like, hard manual labor, you know, which was just what I needed <laughs> with no self. And the manual labor for character building and the and the worship for the encounter with Jesus and the Bible for, like, getting the truth, you know, and renewing the mind. And and uh, we had a mentor uh, come in. He would come in every Wednesday. His name was Craig. He was an amazing, f- spirit-filled dude. Like, this guy was not like everybody else. Like, he would walk in, and he, like, Holy Spirit was, like, telling him everything. Like, this dude was, like, 
man, like he was meeting every single need that I had when he showed up. Like whatever I was confused about, he showed up and he's like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, let's talk about this today. Just answer every single question, just demolishing the years and years of work of the enemy. Like that's the crazy thing about what I had learned. Like the light of God was moving way faster than the darkness like took to consume me. It was just like instantaneous. Uh, on about week three, three weeks in, you know, and uh, we're about what, we're maybe about a month into my salvation now. Craig comes in with his buddy Ray. We're gonna do inner healing and deliverance. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, whatever Craig says, let's do it, you know, because this dude's like, he's on it. I like whatever he said. I was like, yes, you know, because he brought life and freedom, and it was like blowing my mind. And so right off the bat, they start. Both Ray and Craig were getting words of knowledge, where all that is is Holy Spirit who lives inside of them was just like letting them know what types of spirits I had um, and uh, so that they could deal with them and address them. It was just the most – he'd be like, all right, spirit of depression, yep, all the way out, yep, in the name of Jesus, yeah. And uh, I would just feel this like my legs would start to tense up and my legs would be shaking and kind of moving around and it would wiggle up to my, my tummy and I'm wiggling kind of involuntarily. I feel peace in my heart and my mind. I'm totally cool, but my body's all wiggly. I feel this energy like kind of going up into my chest and, and then my head gets filled with this energy and all of a sudden I'd be like, and it would just leave my body just like that. Uh, I would yawn sometimes, but most of these were just big exasperated sighs that started in my toes and wiggled out of my body and came out my mouth. Like it just come out. And then all of a sudden I'd feel like peace and like I've never felt before in my entire life. And so it was just three, it was, it was two, three hours of just that. At the very end of it, what they did was Ray came up to me and he, uh, he placed his hand on my head and he starts praying for healing. Um, just, you know, commanding healing from heaven, uh, to happen in my physical brain for physical healing. And I felt this electric tingle start right above my eyebrows and it went tingled all the way back, like to the very like back of my brain. Like it just, if it was inside my skull and it was like this electric massage that just went across my whole brain. I could feel it. And, uh, that was it. And then they sat down and they're like, okay, cool. I remember talking to Ray and Craig and we were having full conversations like, how me and you would talk right now, like, hey, how you doing? Yep, doing fine, you know, totally just processing what you're saying in a normal way and responding in a full sentence. That's how we were communicating. Um, and their minds, their their eyes are huge, they're bugging out. I hadn't really grasped the fullness of what just happened because, you know, when you're crazy, you don't really know it, you know. And when you do realize that you can't hold on to it for too long because it's, like, too distressing, it just, like, crushes you, you know. Uh, yeah, when you're crazy, you don't want to think about you're crazy. It's just not a good feeling. So, and so I left and I remember walking out and I just like sat down in the hallway and just listened to the silence in my brain. Cause for the first time in my entire life, there was no like noise and chaos in my mind. It, it was just like total silence it still is too if i just stop talking for even a moment i it's just it's just dead quiet up there you know it's awesome it's really cool uh before it was like the bottom half of niagara waterfalls mixed with a vacuum cleaner factory if all the vacuums turned on and the static channel channel on a tv turned up really loud all at the same time jumbled up after the three-hour session it was totally clear and my eyes were totally normal when i went into the session I was still taking my bipolar medicine. I had brain damage, and I had all the emotional uh, extremities of bipolar disorder and all the confusion and symptoms of schizophrenia. 
after three hours of praying, calm prayer, just in the name of Jesus, real simple, casting out of demons from my body, and, you know, they came out, um, I was com- I was totally normal. Like, how I still am today is how I was after that session. And uh, I was in three hours. I went. I walked in, brain damage, uh, bipolar schizophrenic, saved, but still bipolar schizophrenic with brain damage. And then on the way out, I had no schizophrenia, no bipolar. I have never taken any medicine. Uh, I don't take bipolar medicine, schizophrenia medicine. I'm just like, honestly, I'm like the healthiest dude ever. I'm totally, totally normal, you know, in the sense that I'm, I'm, my mind's completely healed. I don't have mood swings. I wake up. I could just, I'm just myself. Like I'm 100% like that light that filled my body when I first got saved. It never got, it never got, it's still there. You know, it, it, it's not like it lost its ground, still filled with light. And now after the deliverance, my mind's completely clear. It's just quiet up there and and it's really awesome. So at the end, I remember walking up to Ray and looking him in the eyes. And this is after a full day of just listening to the silence in my head. And I, and I told him, uh, you guys have done for me in three hours what eight years of psychiatrists' uh, hospitalizations and psychiatric medicine could never do. And s- since that day, I've been coasting on the peace of God and the joy of the Lord. I have not been the same since. After that, like, that really allowed me, that really seriously, like, catapulted my next seven months because I spent seven months at that facility. And so having been, like, completely freed in my mind and in my soul from, uh, like, demon, demonic oppression and now having a healed brain, I was able to read my Bible. I couldn't read before. And I just would spend, and I was able to, like, cognitively have relations with people i could speak communicate so my relationship with with the clarity that i had in my mind and now the connection by the holy spirit that we all have available to us in my heart i I was like and with my newfound love for reading which i had as a kid but i lost it i I rediscovered my love for reading like it was just seven months of learning about the nature and the love of god through scripture being completely transformed by eating it up like waking up to bedtime i'm just reading the bible eating it up like taking it you know to to work when we were working on the property and like finding times to sneak off you know getting all my work done early so i could read the bible and just growing in my relationship and fellowship with god you know like communicating with the holy spirit and just getting revelation from him and talking to him and cultivating that relationship it's it's like Jesus is the spirit that rules in my life. Well, his Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is the spirit that rules in my life, and he is Lord of my life. And I found my identity in him, and he's came and made his home inside of me. And so now, instead of leaving the effects of those other spirits, which were never, ever a true part of my identity uh, everywhere I go, now I leave the effects of what I was always meant to leave everywhere I go, a trails of joy, peace. Like, I, I don't have to try hard Nobody does. If Jesus lives inside of you, you just like surrender to who he created you to be and what he's trying to do in you, which is to fill you with his spirit, which is joy and peace and love and kindness and gentleness. And you just patience, self-control, and you would just leave that type of impact everywhere you go and that trail of goodness. God's like love is transforming people in uh, really supernatural ways through everyday people everywhere they go because of it's just we're it's like that's who we were always made to represent and that's the type of trail we were always made to leave 
I think a lot of the the lack of peace, the the anxieties, and the the restlessness that I had as like a younger boy. Uh, oh man, I feel like I'm like a young boy again. Like I just remember being a little kid, and I, and I feel like. I feel exactly like that little kid, except for this time, it's like it's happening the way it was always meant to be. I'm like, I'm a little kid in his presence. You know, like, every single time I come to him, he just makes me feel like a child again. And I don't feel like I missed anything. I Like, there's not a single thing in my life that I feel like I missed out on because when I come to him now, what I find in him is so fulfilling it makes it, it would make up for a million lifetimes of, of bipolar and schizophrenia. Just one day in his presence would make up for a million lifetimes of, 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 of affliction. Thank you for listening today. Our mission is to revive the church to the power of a spirit-filled life. There are several ways you can partner with the Unseen Story. One, pray for God's leading as we pursue more of the Unseen. Two, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Three, share this podcast with your friends. Four, contribute financially at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much and have a great day.